0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. God didn't intend for us to be defeated, for us to be overcome, for us to be confused and losing and in lack and pain all the time. Sure, there's some things down here that you'll have to deal with, but His plan is to always cause us to triumph, to give us victory after victory after victory. And the scripture says, you know, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Why don't you say that out loud, class? Say, this is the victory victory that overcomes the world, world. Even even my faith. Praise God. Your faith, according to the scripture, is precious. It's precious, it's rare in the world, and it is pleasing to your Father, to your Creator. So let's seek Him today about building it, feeding it, honing it, focusing it, that we can be the overcomers He's intended for us to be. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us, uh, everybody joining us, we agree together, asking you for utterance and anointing. Cause these things to come alive to us. Open our eyes. Help us to see what really happened and how they happened and how it still happens today. This life-changing God kind of faith and God-given miracles and victory. We know you've never changed. We're confident in your power and your goodness. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Turn, please, to Hebrews 10 again. Let's continue in our study of, uh, we're calling By Faith, and we've got to see how those walls come down. (laughs) Hebrews 10, 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. We see here in our text, we're studying this week, that Rahab was bold. She took a very bold step to harbor these uh, Israelites that are doing reconnaissance. They, she took a bold move and, uh, and to go ahead and tell them, I know you're going to take the city, <laughs> and uh, I want you to take care of me when you do. In other words, she... She changed sides, <laughs> she, right? She, she got on God's side and their side, and uh, it was a very, very bold move. You understand, if it hadn't worked out that way, she and hers would have been destroyed. But uh, not only was she saved, but as we see, she's now included and a part of the lineage to David and to the Christ. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, in chapter 11 of Hebrews, let's read in verse uh, 30 and 31 again. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. How many know by the power of God, the biggest walls have to come down? Is that right? I don't care how big they are, how thick they are, how long they've been there. The power of God can bring them down. And uh, they, they fell down after they were compassed about seven days. So let's uh, go back over to Joshua, the sixth chapter again. And let's, let's finish looking at this story of exactly how this happened. We saw earlier in the chapter the Lord told Joshua, I have given you this city. And everybody in it. I've already given it to you. You know this is, this is how God does things. He calls those things. That be not as though they were. And um, when Abram. Had no child. He, he said I, I've made you. Have made you. The father of many nations. And changed his name. Before. <laughs> there was a conception. Or a child. That's the way the Lord does it. And he expects you to believe in his power and his uh, truth enough that you don't question that. If he tells you that's the way it is, even though it's not that way in the natural yet, even though it looks like there's no way it could ever be that way, he's given you an opportunity to show that you trust him. You believe him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the reason these people are in the book of Hebrews is because every one of them made the right choice. Rahab made the right choice, right? Abraham made the right choice. Noah made the right choice. They, they chose to believe God in the face of terrible contradictions. They said, no, no, if he said it, that's it. <laughs> Now that's not just something we should look and shout about for times past. It applies to us directly, today. If the Lord says you're clean by the blood of the Lamb, help me out. But what, what do you say? Clean. Yeah, but yeah, but you've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and you and you've come so short. You see what I'm saying? There, there's always something else you can look at and go, well, I just. I just don't know. If he says, you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ, what do you say? What do you say? You need to agree with him. In spite of anything that you ever saw or felt contrary to it. Even when he says, by my stripes, you are healed. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Uh, Thing after thing after thing, we must choose to believe Him and agree with Him before, everybody say before, before, before it looks like it, or feels like it, or there's any indication of it in the natural. Hebrews 11.1 one talks about that. Faith is being sure of what you're expecting and being certain of what you can't see. Hallelujah. It's a different way to live than most of the world, but it's the way to get miracles. So when he told Joshua that he'd given them that city, they believed it. And so when he, but that's not the end, and that's how it always works. He then gives them specific instructions that to the natural mind doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? right? Okay, so you want to get in the city and you want to take the city. Got to get through these walls somehow. So naturally, you tune up your instruments. <laughs> you get out your horn section, is that right? <laughs> and you march around and you blow, you blow your horns. Huh? So <laughs> we're laughing. But this is how God does things. And this is not an isolated instance. You remember naming the Syrian who had, had the leprosy. He came looking for help. And what did the Lord tell him through the man of God? Go down to the river and dip. Dip in the river. (laughs) What? Do I stink? What? (laughs) Dip in the river. Blind men came to Jesus and he put mud in their eyes. (laughs) They said, now go wash that off. (laughs) Man, if you hadn't put it there, I wouldn't have to go (laughs) wash (laughs) it. off. Why? Why? Now we're laughing, but why does the Lord do this? This is not an isolated case. He does things like this all the time. They have no wine. So go fill the water (laughs) pots. Huh? Why does he do it? He does it on purpose. Why? Because it reveals if you trust him or not. Right? Do you trust him when you don't understand? Why? Why? When you can't see high in the world, this is going to fix that. <laughs> huh? What's that got to do with this? Well, what the issue is, is do you trust Him? Will you do exactly what He says? Remember, we talked about the obedience of faith. Well, He told them you take the priests, take the Ark of the Covenant, and you take the horns. Seven priests, seven trumpets, and you blow them. And you go around the city. And you do it once a day, and nobody says anything. To me, that's amazing. <laughs> the, the, the whole, this is a bunch of people. And the whole bunch goes all the way around that. It wasn't a giant city, but for the day it was pretty good size. But it was small enough they could go all the way around it in a day, in less than a day and yet that whole time now imagine if you're on the inside of the city and you've heard about the red sea splitting and you've heard about the jordan splitting and you've heard about what happened to the giants and all that and this is this would be eerie because they're down there you wouldn't even know they're there at first cuz nobody's making a sound not a word and then trumpets blowing Horns blows, ram's horns, what it was. Uh, they're blowing, blowing, and blowing, and no talking. And they're just moving silently around, except for the blowing of the the ram's horns. And then they're gone. <laughs> and you get to think about that all night. <laughs> 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 and then tomorrow morning, guess what? They're back. You wouldn't even know they're back. Except somebody saw them, the watch saw them, because there's no sound until they start moving and it's just the horns blowing, the horns blowing, the horns blowing. This, This is ever how long it took them to get all the way around the city. So everybody in town got to hear it because they went around every part of the wall. He said, don't say a word. And you do this every day for six days. And in the seventh day is the big day. Oh, are y'all there? So verse, uh, verse 12, Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually, and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them. But the rearward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day they compassed the city once, returned to the camp, So they did it six days. And it came to pass on the seventh day. Now let's just stop. There are so many leaders. There are so many military commanders. There are so many people who would not have done this. They see no benefit. Why in the world would you do that? Why would you do that? And that's why they wouldn't be in the book. Right? right? The people that are in here, the people that are in Hebrews 11, there was something different about them. Mm-hmm. Right? right? They had so much respect for God, so much faith for God, He could tell them anything, and nothing was too crazy for them to do. That's right. Nothing was too bizarre. Nothing was too, you know, out of the ordinary. They'd do it with not one clue as to why. They just believed it. They figure, he must have a good reason, right? To tell us to do this. So here we go. And I believe they did it virtually perfectly those six days in a row. Nobody said a word. Is that amazing or what? Except the sounding of the trumpets. But here it is, the big day. Don't you think the Israelites were excited about the seventh day? They thought, man, because this, this is the end of the instructions. We, we talked about this. This is where you want to be. You want to be at the end of completing what God told you to do. Because what happens next? Oh, come on, help me out. What what happens next? That's when the power of God manifests, right? When you go as far as you can go doing what he told you to do, you're going to see a miracle now. You're going to see God show up, without exception. And so they know this this is the last day. We don't have any instructions beyond this. So something's got to happen. Something's going to happen. Wonder what they talked about at night. In between going around, they thought, man, what do you think the Lord's going to do? Uh, he told us. He'd already told them that the walls were going to fall. He'd already told them that. So that's what they're expecting. How's that going to happen? though? No. All kinds of armies have come against this place. They've been able to shut up for years until the other guys starve and leave. How are you going to get through there? Nobody's got the answer, but they trust that God knows what he's doing. Came to pass on the seventh day, they rose up early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. So the people inside had heard this before and probably thought after they do it once, well, they're done for the day. But oh no, here it comes again. And then here it comes again. Of course, they had to get up early, right, to do it seven times. And uh, they compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day, they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass, at the seventh time, when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout and you know, that's another, probably another reason why the Lord told them not to do it. They've been holding it in. <laughs> Is that right? For, for seven days. It's been building. And they can't talk when they do that. It's been building. So don't you know they had to shout, man? Shout! Why? What, what are we shouting about? For the Lord has given you the city. Can you shout that you have your answer before the walls fall down? Can you shout that it's yours before it's in your hand, before you see it? Faith shouts while the walls are still up because God has already given it to me. And the city, he said, shall be accursed. He talks about that uh, you uh, only Rahab the harlot will live, he said. Verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, shouted. Everybody say shout. shout. Do you know people of God need to shout from time to time? Do they? Yes. Oh, that was weight class. You got <laughs> to shout. I, I like when uh, one, one guy told a joke one time he said uh, he, uh, he had a problem and, and he tried counseling and, and he couldn't get it sorted. And, and he tried this and, and he couldn't get that out. And then he tried that and he, he, he couldn't get it out. Finally, he said he just had to shout it out. <laughs> shout it. Out somebody say shout it out. There, there's a time when instead of being uh, you know pulling back and, and and timid and bashful, you need to be have an expression of boldness. You need to shout victory, Hallelujah. You need to shout that what God said is mine is mine, Hallelujah. And as you're shouting, God used their voices. He used their sound and something happened. He was in the midst of the shout. Hallelujah. God was in the middle of their shout. They shouted. Oh, somebody say they shouted. The people shouted verse 20 when the priest blew with the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. How many understand this is loud? Great shout. Shouting's loud. What about a great shout? That's really loud. They shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Flat. So that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Now you saw, in fact, put up that first picture if we can again, guys, if if we're able to do that. You saw that first picture of how they, they tell us those walls were, were built. And uh, when uh, apparently the walls fell so that uh, uh, the, they fell f- down flat so that that outer wall fell and became a ramp. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you see that? And then the other one fell and made a ramp. It's just kind of like a shutter, you know, falling down. And then they didn't have to funnel through one area. Everybody just went straight up the ramp and over into the city. Hallelujah. And just took it immediately. Glory to God. What happened that caused that? Well, you got to remember, Joshua met a big angel. Just a few days before, you remember that? That he asked him, he said, "Whose side are you on?" And he said, basically, he's on the Lord's side. And he, Joshua, probably said, "That's good because we're on the Lord's side too." But uh, uh, they—I heard somebody trying to write about this. They said, "Well, you know, that area is prone to uh, earthquakes. Earthquakes, so it could have been an earthquake. I don't know if the earthquake or not. You know, God has used earthquakes before. You remember in the Book of Acts when?" Uh, and you remember how it happened while Paul and Silas, were they prayed and then they're singing praises. Is that right? While they're singing praises, does this sound familiar? While they're singing praises, the earth started shaking. And this is a very peculiar type of earthquake because the building didn't collapse. The only thing that happened was everybody's handcuffs fell off. Now, that's a very rare earthquake. Is that right? (laughs) But uh, if it was an earthquake involved, you got to say the timing is amazing. Is that right? Because it happened exactly on the seventh day, on the seventh time around when they shouted. (laughs) So don't try to work God out of this. God is in this. He said when it was going to happen. He said the way it was going to happen, and you can, t- you can take that off, but the wall fell down flat. That's why I say don't, don't let these modern uh, translations that talk about crumbling and tumbling and all that, that's not what it said happened. They fell down flat, and it provided them, because you've got to remember, this thing is, what, uh, 40, 50 feet up that they've got to get up, And it turned into, the walls turned into a ramp. (laughs) And everybody just went straight up and over. And man, you know, the inhabitants and the soldiers inside, they never imagined such a thing could happen. And they're, they're just so shocked and surprised. And it didn't take much time. They overwhelmed them. And the Lord told them to burn the city and destroy it, and you couldn't keep any of the treasure, all of that went to God's treasure. And I want you to notice something else that's going on. The Bible said um, in verse 22, Joshua said to the men that had spied out the country, go to the harlot's house. Now this is this is in the middle of the assault on the city. Uh, the, the head of the nation, Joshua himself says, uh, to the two, he sends for the two guys that went there. He said, you go to the harlot's house and you bring out from thence the woman and all she has as you swore to her. You keep your word. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Verse 25, and Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's household. I mean, that's all, uh, not not just the immediate family, the extended family. Come on, can you see this? You know, one of the greatest things you ever did for your family was trust God and go all the way with him and obey him. Because in so doing, it gives God access to do things even for second cousins, third cousin. You understand what I'm talking about? It really does. It, it allows God to do some things for people in your extended family. And it said, uh, uh, Joshua saved Rahab alive and her father's household and all that she had. All that she had. I guess that's her stuff. Right? I don't, I don't know how much of their stuff that was saved. She came out better than anybody else in town. We know this. And, and she dwells in Israel, even unto this day, at the time of this writing, because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Oh, somebody say, glory to God. Glory, <laughs> glory to God. The Lord is not unrighteous to forget when you do something for him and you do something for his people, he will never forget it. This was a critical moment. This was a moment when people looking from the outside would say, well, this is not done. They hadn't taken Jericho. Nobody else has been able to take that. And all kind of things could have been said that you know to scare you. Don't take these spies in. But she made the choice. And she risked the danger. And instead of losing her family, she was the only one in town that saved her family. Hallelujah. God is faithful to those who have faith, to those that trust him. He will never forget. He will never fail. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. What happened in those two verses? There's a lot in those two verses, isn't it? I mean Rahab and her whole family was saved and she was used of God. We're still talking about her in 2020. And the seemingly uncrossable, impenetrable walls fail. Not only are they not in the way anymore, they're a nice on-ramp. They become a ramp of, there's something, a wall of obstacle to a ramp of access. How God can turn a thing around, switch it around, how quick. When you do exactly what he tells you to do when you have enough faith to obey him. Praise God. Well, that's it again for our time. Let's say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. So glad to be with you again this week. We'll see you next time in Faith School. Really enjoyed being with you in faith school again this week. Uh, I know the Lord helped us to uh, get those walls down. and Thank God that no matter what kind of obstacles we meet in our present day lives, we got the same God. Uh, if you haven't uh, gone over some of the previous classes, there's a lot out there that's available to you. Go on the website, go back to the beginning and catch up. Uh, it, it's, it has a cumulative effect of feeding and building your spirit. You know, Paul said to his partners in Philippi, he said, when you sent to me, you sent once and again, and you were the only ones that sent at that time. It's very important that we obey God when he deals with us. Our partners enable this to go around the world. And when God deals with us, so much is involved Results that affect eternity. If you want to become a part two, if if you've been considering it, the information is there on your screen. Join us, and we'll join our faith with you. That you'll you'll derive not only benefits in this time, but eternal benefits. And come back with us next time. We're going to advance. We're going to rise up and have even greater adventures in faith. We'll see you next time in Faith School. for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. Our call is at 941-702-7390. Got the victory,